Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Live and Sport Podcast. And we are joined by a very special guest. Um, he played for the Panthers, the Tigers, the Rabbitohs. His name is Tim Grant. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, as we were just discussing, what have you been up to today? Oh, mate, I've just been chilling. It's a pretty crazy, crazy day today. Um, is I'm it bad enough, weather right? down there? Yeah, it's not It's not great, mate. We've had a run the last week or so. We've actually yeah. had a run of um, a sun, which has been nice. I, I went to the beach with my partner um, last week. We just yep. went down the Kudji. But it was only like 26 or 28. I felt like a pommy tourist because I absolutely got <laughs> burnt to death and we'll complain how hot it was. Just oh, not geez. used to it. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, no, we, we've had a bit of sun and humidity over the last two months or so up here in Tweed Heads, but today and yesterday, nothing but torrential rain and bloody the wind oh. to match it as well. Like so much for the first two days of summer. <laughs> Mate, we've been ripped off two years in a row. Honestly. And then the summer before that, COVID and summer before that, fucking fires. <laughs> like, Welcome to Australia, right? Right? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so you were born in Penrith. Uh, did you grow up following the Panthers or did you follow a different club? Mate, I um, it, it was sort of weird. I grew up following um, the Knights. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Paul Harrigan was uh, my hero growing up. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and it was the era of the Johns boys, um, you know, Mad Dog. Yeah. Um, Matt Gidley, guys like that. So I, I love Newcastle Knights, mate. And uh, I guess it was a it was sort of a thing. Um, rugby league is like entrenched in my family many generations. So um. Yep. Mate, Super League was a was a dirty word in my household, so it was pretty <laughs> yeah, much um, it was happening. And you know, uh, Penrith went Super League, and you know they, they did that to survive. And it's probably, in hindsight, it's probably the best move because um, you know I would have hated for him to, to uh, merge with that filthy team down the road. Uh, the no. hills, so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in hindsight, it was a good thing. But um, yeah, my hero was uh, the Chief and. I love the Johns boys and um, Newcastle was my team. Tony Butterfield, guys like that. Yeah, nice. Now, that's awesome to hear. Um, and very interesting, as you said, because you grew up in Penrith, which is a very rugby league-based town, but you followed the total opposite end in the Novocastrians being Newcastle. Um, what what clubs did you play for growing up in your junior system in Penrith? Yeah, mate, I um, I grew up uh, just around the corner from Camish Park. So that's like, uh, I'm pretty sure Freddie played out at Camish Park. Um, I think Greg Alexander played out there. Um, it's a pretty pretty good little club. But um, or uh, my next door neighbour, his his cousin was actually playing down at St Mary. So, uh, and he was a bit older than me, and my neighbour. But that's where they were going to play. So I ended up um, starting as a seven year old at St Mary's, and I played my um, up until under seventeens there. So oh wow, I, I just I just played at the one club, and um, you know it's it's probably the biggest club in the district, if not. Yeah. In junior league worldwide, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, so I played all my footy out at, at St Mary's, and they've got a huge history of um, guys representing, um, you know, not just Panthers in the NRL, but many uh, different teams and, uh, you know, Super League as well. So um, it was a pretty good club. The Pulitzer boys come from there, the Cartwrights, the Guyers, you know, it just keeps on going, um, yeah. you know, and today, you know, uh, Leota. Luai just just keeps <laughs> yeah. chugging along, mate. <laughs> now that's fair. Um, and obviously your journey in the first grade was you got a debut 
obviously and signed up and whatnot with Penrith. What was it like get you know from the week of like starting the week of training and finding out you're getting your first grade debut for the Panthers? Yeah, mate, the my first grade debut. Um mate, it was, it was sort of a uh, a funny one. I um I went into the the end of 2006 leading into the 2007 season. Um I wasn't sure where I'd fit in at that spot. I I, I played SG ball and flag in the same year, the year before in 2006. We yep. won both premierships, which was oh wow pretty pretty handy. Um I did that alongside Michael Jennings. Um, oh wow. <laughs> a teammate of mine since we were about 10 years old. So that was pretty cool. And then I knew Janko was going full time and I hadn't really heard anything yet. But um uh the late Peter Mulholland, God bless him, he's um yeah. he came up to me and gave me an opportunity to go full time going into the 2007 season. And it was probably good timing for for me just because uh, it was the end of the John Lang era and yep. Matty Ellett was coming from Canberra. And Matty had had a lot of success both in England and at the Raiders using local juniors and young guys as well. So um, it sort of fit the mould. And um, I guess I, I sort of impressed in pre-season and, and was ticking all the boxes and I was lucky enough to meet a guy called Carl Jennings. He was a high performance um, manager at the time, and yeah. um, you know, I think he's seen something in me as well, and put a lot of effort into me. Uh, you know, with extra training sessions and just real. You know, this was two thousand and seven, so we weren't doing a lot of the nutrition and that sort of stuff. I was just stuff, about but, to say the nutrition sort of stuff. Yeah, but um, I was sort of light for a front rower. You know, I was only eighteen year old kid, and I was a bit light, yeah. but. Um, Carl's he come from a you know a background where he's really into his supplements and um you know bodybuilding I mean, not into the bodybuilding but he was a he was a power athlete he was a, actually a shot putter world class shot putter so he knew all about gaining weight and, and all that sort of stuff and he, his dad was actually an old school bodybuilder um, oh wow Frank got yeah so um he had a lot of knowledge around you know bulking up and what foods to eat and that sort of stuff and. What was good about Jeno was it wasn't, you know, have 10,000 protein shakes. It was like, <laughs> just get back to, get to back to basics, you know, eat yeah. meat. Eat, eat, eat chicken eggs. for protein, eat yeah, this yeah. That, the other. Yeah, so I was lucky enough. And, you know, it's probably one of the greatest things I got out of uh, my whole career was the, the friendship that I've um, still got with uh, with Jeno. It's, um, so I was sort of blessed the right place at the right time, met the right yeah. people and um, made it just sort of happen for me. Yeah, sweet. And in that week, um, obviously, of the first grade debut, do you remember much from that week sort of thing? Because some players say it's it's over as soon as it starts sort of thing in the in yeah. that first game sort of thing. Mate, I I, um, I sort of, I don't know when it was, a couple of weeks before, it was early on in the season. I made my debut round eight, I think yep. it was. Um, earlier on in the season, we come up against the Broncos in Suncor, um, oh, wow. and I was 18th man, and I, I was pretty pretty excited to be 18th man. But um, yeah. it was sort of like I think just to be in and around and see what happens, you know, like yeah, yeah. on tour. Um, but yeah. in saying that, I remember I had to get strapped and that sort of stuff too, because Tony Fuller was sort of had an injury cloud over him as well. So and just in case, mate, yeah. And at the time, 2007 Broncos are a pretty fair team. You know, Brad they Thorne, were coming Petro. off a grand final win. Yeah, Petro <laughs> and, you know, they're pretty good. Tony Carroll and the guys like that. So I was like, um, I was excited, but also nervous as well. But um, I remember Tony got through the the, the uh, warm-up and he played. So I sort of had to wait a couple more weeks. But I remember um, it was pretty casual. Matty just come up to me in the gym and um, 
mate, it was, it was it was old school. I just sat down. I remember I was sitting on a shoulder press machine. He was sitting on a bench, and he just said, "Mate, you'll um you're playing this week." So I was pretty stoked to be honest. Yeah, wow. Well, especially given, granted, you didn't follow them growing up, but it was the the local club, you know, the local NRL club that you grew up around. It would have been amazing to do that with amazing, talented players surrounding you at the Penrith Panthers. And you went on to have quite a good career at the at the Penrith Panthers, but you obviously ended up moving to South Sydney. What was the transition like from Penrith to South Sydney? Mate, it was tough. Um, it was tough to leave the Panthers. Um, it's, it's something I didn't really want to do. Um, but also I learned pretty quick that rugby league's a business and um, that's, that's not, um, you know, disrespecting Panthers no. or my management or anything like that. That's just the, that's just the, the landscape, right? And, um, yep. and also, um, you know, Ivan had come in and um, I'd signed a long-term deal under different coaches, different administrations. So everything's sort of fluid. Um, yeah. But uh, in saying that, I you know I was I wasn't gonna go. I was gonna go. I wasn't gonna go. And yeah, it was a bit up in the of, air at that time. Yeah, it sort of turned into a bit of a shit fight. So in the end, I ended up getting a great opportunity at South Sydney. And um, mate, I was I, I was gonna go early to be honest, and that was the year wow. that I ended up winning the comp. But um, <laughs> mate, stealing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it wasn't meant to be. But um, mate, to be honest, I, I I loved moving to a new area. Um, yep just meeting new guys, um, meeting a whole new bunch of fans. It was, it was refreshing and exciting for me. And mate, like I, the I change you didn't know you needed until it happened sort of thing. Yeah. I just, I, I guess, mate, I, di- I didn't know there was another world outside of Penrith. You know, Penrith. I love the area. I grew up here and, um, mate, it made me realize, um, there's a whole new world out there and I just see how other people do things and meet some great people that, um, you know, I've, I've got friendships with today. So I definitely don't regret going to to the Rabbitohs. And, mate, I just love the people at the Rabbitohs. Like, their um, footy fans are just great people and they love their club. And it doesn't matter where you come from, they take you on board and they just they just love it, you know. And I went there off the back of them winning the comp the year before. So everywhere we went, um, the locals just love South Sydney. And it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a good time to be around the area. Oh, absolutely. And also what a time to be a player incumbent to the club because they've just won a comp. So you've got all of that, you know, they've got, you've got that chance to be a sponge at the with the other players at the team to really learn and soak up, you know, what, what it takes to win sort of thing. And after your time at Souths, you went back out west, but not to Penrith. You went to the Tigers. What was that move like for you, going back out west but the wrong west? Mate, it was, um, it, it was a sort of a, a weird one. I knew that... Um, so, so how it went down is I had a long-term deal at, at the Rabbitohs. Um, I was quite happy there. Um, and, you know, I had conversations with Madge and, um, you know, I wasn't going to go anywhere. He was quite happy for me to stay there. Um, things were looking good. I was excited uh, about moving into 2016 and, you know, yep. putting my feet on the ground and having a great season and, you know, taking up the the, the next three years of my career at South Sydney. But they had um, signed Sam Burgess uh, to come back, which... Um, you know, that was a big shock every... to the league world, let alone you. Yeah, yeah, it was. But he had every right to play for South Sydney, and yeah, um, they needed they needed cap space. And mate, I, I wasn't anybody standing in the way of um, someone like Sam Burgess returning to a, uh, a club like South Sydney. Um, yeah, and what he do- what know, he's he, done for the club. 
That's exactly, mate. And um, I had, you know, I had an opportunity to go to the Tigers. Uh, I had a great relationship with their CEO, um, Justin Pascoe, and yep. I still have a relationship with him today. And, uh, you know, I, I sat down with uh, him and Jason Taylor as well. And, mate, where, um, where the club was uh, probably wasn't at the greatest. Um, you know, they weren't doing the greatest coming off the back of 2015, but I was excited about their vision and, um, you know, I, I know the Tigers haven't had the best uh, run of late, but that vision's starting to come to fruition now with the centre of excellence. And of course, yeah. The pathways that they're putting in place and that. And, you know, I've I seen that vision back then and I, I bought into it. And, um, mate, to be honest, the first time I went to Concord, I went in there and I thought, holy shit, like, it, it's a, it's a bit outdated, you know. I went into yeah. Concord over and I, was, I thought I was sort of back at St. Mary's again, mate. The, oh, wow. I was sort of figuring out where their gym and that was, but... The guy that the the oh, um, Vince the the gear guy was also the guy that cooked the boys' lunches and I, I just loved the feel of the club. Like that's such a community doors, vibe. Yeah, as soon as I walked in the doors, I was like, yeah, this is for me. This is rugby league. This is what footy used to mean to me. Um, yeah, I want to be here, mate. And um, yeah, I signed to go to the Tigers and I loved every single minute um, at, at uh, Concord and and Leichhardt well, and Campbelltown. I just well, that's good to hear. The Misso and her family would be will be listening to this at some point, and they'll be glad to hear that because they are all Tigers tragics. <laughs> oh, mate, it's, it's and you know what? Like the boys that have played there, we've we've still got a bond as well. Like I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Um, there's guys that I didn't even play with that um, you know I'm mates with today. I've, I've got friendships with them. You know Keith Galloway and Bryce Gibbs and guys like that. Um, I don't know. It's 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 like um, like a target connection, you could say. Yeah, or well, we've got something in common. Um, being being kids from the west or something, I'm not sure. But um, mate, yeah, I love my time with the Tigers, and I think moving forward with Benj and you know Sheenzy's back there. But I think the way that Robbie and Benj, you know, I, I, I believe they are the Tigers. That's that's the DNA of the West Tigers. Is that Absolutely. era of them guys, and you know. Um, Chris Lawrence and uh, Paddy Richards, they're all all still at the club, um, John Scandalis. And I think that as soon as they get that DNA back and and, and play the exciting brand of footy that uh, they've known for, um, you know, they're sort of um, going away from that a little bit. But, you know, Sheenzy back there, I know he likes to play an attacking style of footy and definitely that's what Benj made his uh, career off. And, Robbie's uh, one of the smartest guys, uh, rugby league brains I've ever played with as well. So, um, mate, it's exciting times ahead for them as well. Oh, absolutely. As a lot of people have said, and I tend to agree with this, Sheenzy's just there to set up the future for Benji and Robbie. And, like, granted, he'll be there and he'll be great for it. But when Benji and Robbie take over, that stuff will be, you know, implemented and it'll be systemized by that point. And it'll be a matter of Tigers will be dangerous at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and mate, you you look at the the like SG ball team. They got the seventeen year olds coming through, the nineteen year olds coming through. Um, you know, saying so hopefully they can keep them guys, but you know they're, they're in they're definitely in good hands. But I, I think the squad that they're forming as well is nothing to be laughed at either. You know, oh no, gosh, just, no! Just sign Clemmer and um, Papalihi. Um, you know, and they start up Oh, Coruscant, Um, You know, and There's then so many. Brooksy's uh, one of the toughest guys I've played with as well. And 
Um, there's not too many people that have, would have been able to put up with the criticism and the, the, no. the shit that she's put up with. He's, he's one of the most. He's always been the scapegoat for media and whatnot. Yeah, and obviously, um, you know, without without comparing him, I um, I watched a lot of Joey, uh, like when I was a kid, and yep. just his frame and the way he, he tackles and that sort of stuff. You know, I know that Brooks he's got a, a bright future. He's still only young, and mate. On, on, you know, he, he got D- Dallium halfback of the year not too long ago, and mate, he, he's he's one of the better players I've played with as well. So I, I feel like they're forming something pretty good, and um, yeah. you know, moving forward, yeah. they'll be in good good stead. Oh, absolutely! And then you got the fairy tale finish, for lack of a better term, not the not a grand final win, but you got to head back to Penrith, where it all started for you in the NRL. You know, back in the area, back playing, you know, footy at Penrith. What was that like? Yeah, mate, it was something that I always wanted to do. Um, every time I'd speak to my manager about opportunities and that, I'd always ask him what's happening at Penrith, is anything going on? And, you know, and then Tim Timmy Brown retired and I was like, "There's surely there's a spot there. And I kept on nagging him and nagging him. And then, <laughs> um, mate, um, he, uh, I, had, I had a coffee with Gus and we got the deal done. And, um, mate, it, it was it was great to, to get back uh to where it all started it's what i always wanted to do and to finish there was probably the best thing that i could have asked for but to walk in the doors um from leaving at the end of uh 14 sort of in the middle of um the transition from where we were to where they are now so to speak like um like we didn't have the center of excellence uh in 14 and that sort of stuff but to walk out the door, um, you know, like early days, 2007, up, up until like the Matty Elliott era, yep. uh, I, I feel like Matty Elliott was very under-resourced. Like we had one of the best physios I've worked with, but he was part-time. Like who, who not me. That, that wasn't <laughs> that long ago, you know. No, that's na- not- now, now I, I was proud to walk in the door and we had like nothing nothing we needed for nothing like it was yeah. such a professional organization um you know there was like three full-time physios like it was just <laughs> take your pick uh, instead and, of one that's yeah. one that's part-time yeah so I, I was very proud of that you know i walked through the door and seeing how far the club had come and um and, and i guess it was sort of it was fitting for um to see it, you know, like uh, there were some hard times there and a lot of us local juniors left and that sort of stuff. But uh, we've seen the fruits of that, if it makes sense, you know what I mean? Like yeah, we've seen our club full go circle from, sort of thing. Yeah, and, you know, I think it was fitting for Ivan to end up back there as well because yeah, of course. he would have um, – he was there from the transition as well. We had a few lean years there, you know, from sort of, tw- uh, you know, 12 onwards. Um, we went through yeah. some hard times there as well. And for him to see – to, to get to sort of taste the fruits of his his labour and along with Gus as well, you know, yeah. Without without getting it, um, you know, getting it wrong, Gus was a huge influence in that club and forever, you know, the the people out here will forever be grateful. I'm sure. Um, well, two time Premiership winners back yeah. to back, you know, and granted yeah. it was a few years after his five year plan, but that was still thanks to his. You know, bring back the juniors and make them make it a nursery again, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, you can't get it mistaken. If it wasn't for Gus and his connections, um, we mightn't have a club, let alone a footy team. That's so, true. Um, 
So, um, you know, there's so many people that have put in a lot of hard work um, and I think that it's, there's a there's a team now that, you know, I, I said uh, the first grand final that the boys made in 2020, I was like, we can, it's, it's great now that we're in the same breath as, you know, the Melbourne Storms and yeah. uh, teams like that. But now I feel like we are the new Melbourne Storm. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. When I when I say we are, it's just because I'm from Penrith and that's what we I play most of my you, and football, you right? Penrith as well. It's not like you're just yeah. a fan. It's you've played for the yeah. club. And, you've um, played for the club. Yeah, and mate, oh yeah, I do a fair bit of travel for work and that now and and you know, in between Wollongong, Sydney and Newcastle. And the the most the this the most surprising thing is how many Newcastle uh how many Panthers jerseys you see in Newcastle or Wollongong yep. and like it's cool now to be a Panthers supporter and all the young kids. It's like that's what they know, you know. Like there's a certain age group. They want to be Nathan Roosters. Cleary yeah. instead of wanting to be Andrew Johns, sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's you know Nath. Um, you know, I, I can't speak highly enough of Nath and what he does for the you know not just the game but Penrith and the community, but also the guys like um, you know Biz. Um, you know, Stevie Crichton. All of them. That, all that the bleed, boys, like, bleed for the club. Jerome and that. Like, what they're doing for their community. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago where Mount Druitt was sort of, um, you know, you're from I Mount Druitt. Don't Drew. go there. Sort yeah, of, don't go there. Lock your doors. Yeah. Lock your doors on the way through. And that now, like, they've given the people um, a lot of pride to yeah. be where you're from, you know. And, and it's not just the boys that are playing at Pants as well. It's, um, you know... Ty and um, Tyson in the UFC and that I, I just love what they're doing um, for the doing for the, the shoeies and the representing hey, the area. Yeah, I just love that, and um, you know it's pretty special, mate. Absolutely. So, I've got a few fun, quick fire questions for you, and then we'll wrap it up with you know what you're doing in post playing slash retirement yep. life. Uh, first one is who is the biggest pest at each club? Um, I, I love the pest, so um, you know I like guys like that. So. Mate, when I was at Panthers, Travis Burns, he was the yep. best I've, I've seen. He he he's just a legend of a fella. You won't <laughs> meet a better bloke, but just stir up everyone. And yeah, it was it was good times. And um, I guess at South it would have been uh, Adam Reynolds. Oh, I think we get, sounds like. Uh, mate, it must be a half thing when I come to think of it. But um, <laughs> mate, and at the Tigers, it was it was sort of a weird era. Everyone sort of had a crack at it. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but everyone sort of had a, had their turn. So, um, mate, okay. we, had, we, had a, we had great fun in 2016. It was very um, nice. Great fun. <laughs> um, who was the – who was like the player that you – or the team that you hated going up against because either you knew you were going to get smashed physically or you were just in for a fucking um, – what's the word? Like a, a verbal spray of sledging sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um... I guess Melbourne, just because they were they were very hard to beat. I think I've only beat them twice wow. in my whole career. So, um, mate, Melbourne and it's just frustration more than anything, you know. And, yeah, and they you just the want team. to get the win over them. And and playing against Melbourne, it didn't feel like it was a street fight. Like they just they'd win, but they just it's like they're doing it easier, you know. Like in in the that sort of era, you'd come against Manly. And it'd be like a heavyweight fight. You just it was just forward pack versus forward pack. You'd like you'd know you'd played manly, you'd walk off the field and you'd like it was just bash and barge, you know. But yeah. Melbourne, 
you come off and you feel all right, and then you'd be like, yeah, they just did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, they were into the wrestle and catching. They weren't wouldn't get off the line and hit you, you know? Yeah, wow. They, they'd wear you down, but but not by hitting you. That's very yeah. nice. How yeah. do you like your steak? Mate, medium rare or to um, the more rarer side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> beer or like liquor of choice? Mate, it depends, it depends what mood I'm in. I think like... Mate, I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, fan of beer, but mate, okay. it, well, if, it, if, well, I'm, if I'm going to drink one, I'm going to support the boys, so I'm I'm going to go drink West. <laughs> yeah, nice. I've I've not tried that yet. I've been meaning to get some, but it's kind of harder to get up here in Tweed Heads. But if I can yeah. source some, I'll definitely definitely give it a try. Uh, my favorite at the moment is Bolter. Uh, Apple yeah, or yeah. Android? Apple. Yeah, absolutely. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Um, mate, I'm not. I might, I might be uh, invisible, just uh, yeah. just so I can, um, you know, go about my own business a bit, and um, also, yeah, okay. also figure out um, who's genuine or not. I guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Because you could be flying a wall in a room, sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, mate, anything early Adam Sandler days, you know, Happy yeah, Gilmore, like Happy Billy Gilmore. Madison, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, or uh, I'm a mad car man, so Gone in 60 Seconds, the one with um, Angelina in it. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, which team would you have liked to have played for in the NRL that, but you didn't get a chance to play for during your time? Melbourne. I would have loved yeah. to have um, played for Melbourne. Not not for the glory in that. Just uh, I hear the guys speak about Craig Bellamy and yeah. what they've done for done for them uh their footy career but also what they've done you know for their life as well so i would have loved to have been coached by um craig bellamy that's fair enough and speaking of coaches obviously you had quite a few during your career which coach had the biggest influence on you a as a player and b as the man you are today yeah um i think as a player matty elliott because he he um he gave me the the confidence that i was a first grade player you know he was my first um he was my first what would you That's say? Great like, coach. Yeah, but he, he, you know, he he made me feel like I, I belonged. Um, you know, I, I had sort of four coaches, and each one of them I got something out of. Um, yep. Ivan, what I learned from Ivan was how to be calm. You know, like yep. I, I never really seen blow up, and you know, I, I think there's a lot of merit to that. Um, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. Um, you know happy sad whatever you know we've, other than the grand finals which of course it's a it's a no-brainer but we've won huge games and you just crack a smile but we've lost games and he just he'd be calm and he wouldn't blow up and i, I think there's a lot of merit in that um it's very wayne bennett-esque by the yeah vibes. not yeah. just um pretty much i get it more now than when i was playing because i'd yeah. be like give us give us something like yell the yell at us man like yeah. but um <laughs> i think more now after after footy in life, I I, I like that lesson from life. Um, I think it's it, it's something that I got out of that. And um, Jason Taylor, um, mate, he's probably like footy wise. Some of the conversations I had with him was amazing. But um, I think by the time I was playing for for JT, he he knew that I knew knew my craft. And mate, the conversation like I'd go into his office and would have conversations, weekly catch up, and we just talk about how how it was life and. Yeah, nice. You know, he'd, he'd give me relationship advice. He'd give me anything advice. It just, you know, he was, he was mad on his diet and that. And 
Um, he'd give me advice on he, like whatever. He's just a genuine yeah. bloke and sit there and chat for ages with JT. And I really appreciated that. And I guess Madge, um, when when I think of Michael Maguire, he's the hardest worker and most passionate bloke I've ever come come across. Um, and I love that about him. And um, you know, he he was a um, when I think of working hard and that now, as I automatically think of Madge and. You know, yeah. I'm grateful for that as well. So, uh, all all the, the the four coaches that I had were very different, but um, they all had their own way that and lessons that I learned from them as well. That's awesome to hear. And one last sort of topic I've got is um, obviously you retired from the NRL at the back end yep. of 2019. How was a the immediate like few months transition into that because COVID hit real quick the following year and yep. and. Secondly, what's next for Tim Grant? Yeah, mate. Well, when I first retired, I was sort of, um, I was sort of fifty-fifty if I still had it in me. But yeah. um, I feel like if I'd retired, retired at any or had an injury and then decided to retire at any other club, I would have kept going. To be honest, but because it was at Penrith and it was sort of where I wanted to end up and finish up, um, I, I sort of, it was sort of made easier. Um, yeah. Like as it wasn't in you're clear. at the club you wanted to finish at, sort of thing. Yeah. And literally I just I live pretty close to, you know, I moved back to Penrith from um sort of the eastern suburbs um as well. So, you know, I was happy to be back home. Um, you know, I, I just I finished playing, uh I was in and around the community. I sort of was known as a, a Panthers player as well because I finished there. So yep. it was something that was important to me as well. Um so it was, it was sort of and I knew where the club was headed, even though 2009 we didn't have the best year. I could see these young guys, just the quality of these young guys as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just, I thought, yeah, now's the time. It, it, you know, I don't want to go and play somewhere else. There was a few conversations with other clubs, but there was nothing really um, that Which sort clubs? of interested Show- me. Which clubs? Show- oh, mate, I, yeah, I'll keep it dark, but... Um, yeah, it was just initial chats and what ifs yeah. and that, but didn't really grab mo- much momentum. Um, That's fair. But in saying that, I'd um, I probably would have went overseas to maybe the south of France or somewhere and played the you know the second division league if it wasn't for COVID or something like. That. But like I said, it, you know, I was more than happy and just sailed off into the sunsets, so, so to speak. Yeah, nice. And um, so you've been retired for the better part of two three-ish years what's next for you mate i've, I've been um working uh yep. in the mining industry for the last th- nearly three years now um, oh, wow. it's it's been good it's, it's sort of been a soft landing i work three three nights a week so it's pretty cool to figure out what what i really want to do um i'm not really passionate about coal mining um yeah, no, i don't think anybody know, is really it's hard to um it's hard to get something it's hard to go into something after your childhood dream, right? So um, yeah, of course. Um, and and mate, I, I just finished studying. Uh, I'm just just about to finish studying my um, elite athlete well-being. So mate, oh, wow. two um, worlds have collided a little bit, and I feel like there's a massive space for well-being in the mining industry. So if I can take what I know, um, you know, lived experiences from my rugby league career and also um you know the stuff that i've studied of late and developed something for the mining industry to help the guys you like turned it in like a workshop sort of thing 
Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do some of that stuff, but um, to to um, give back to the the game that gave me everything, I, I think I'd love to do something in the NRL as well, even if it was voluntarily or part time. But um, you know, I sort of worlds have collided, and um, I think there's a massive space for high performance well being. Um, you know, the NRL are global leaders in in well being in sport, and I, I think that the mining industry definitely needs it, and. Um, it's a, it's a high-performing industry as well. So, mate, I'm just sort of in the in the middle of sorting that out now. We're trying to develop a plan and um, I'll start pitching it to different companies and see how we go. But, um, yeah, do a little bit of that and just, just do something I'm passionate about, which is helping people, I guess. Yeah, nice. That's honestly awesome to hear. So that about wraps up the, pardon me, conversation interview sort of thing for the podcast so i want to thank you very much for jumping on joining us uh, me on the podcast and talking everything about your footy is there anything that you want to talk about or anything you want to you know plug or promote or anything before we we end the episode no man just um yeah thanks for having me and it's um it's always good to look back and chat on things i guess